Instead, Jesus washes the disciples' feet. And after that, Jesus gives what amounts to a pep talk to the disciples on how to deal with his death. He coaches them on what will come next and what last-minute, super-important pieces of information that they needed to hold on to, those last bits of wisdom. Jesus knew that the consequences of him living into who he was as the Son of God was going to end in his murder by the state. Empire was going to win again. And Jesus knows this. So what we are looking at today is a piece of this final message of hope and encouragement from Christ on death row. So why is he spending time talking about plants? In the middle of his last talk, Jesus presents a long metaphor about vines. Jesus is the true vine. God is the vine grower. We are the branches. Relationship is an important theme in John's Gospel, and this relational structure is the framework Jesus gives us for understanding how we are connected to him, to God, and to the rest of the world. And when all of these relationships are working the way they should, we, the branches, are able to bear good fruit. But in the Bible, we focus on what people, especially women, are able to produce. Kings should bear the sword to win wars. Women should bear sons and populate nations. Vines should bear good fruit. A person's worth is often tied to what they can produce. I wonder if this is starting to sound familiar to you. But this morning, I invite you to reimagine this text with me. What would it mean to bear good fruit without worrying about what we produce? What if? Instead of asking what God has called us to produce, we pause to ask who God has called us to be. You see, it starts with love. In Genesis, when God creates humans, God calls them good. When you came into this world, God called you good. You are not good because of what you've done or what you've produced. God calls you good because you are you, and that is enough. God then loved the world so much that God brought Jesus into the world. God called him good, too. God's love for us is what empowers us to stand firm that we are good, we are enough. And in this text, Jesus is reminding us of the goodness present in each of us. In verse 3, he says that we have already been made clean by his words. And your clean is not the opposite of dirty. This isn't a statement of judgment. If we go back to the Greek, we see that this word clean also means free from sin, free from guilt, free from everything that is false. Jesus has made us free to be who we are without the limitations of false things that have been imposed upon us. You do not need God's permission or forgiveness to live and be who God created you to be. Believe it or not, we can learn a lot about how to be who we are from plants. When a vine bears fruit, it can only bear the fruit it was intended to bear. Long after you A rose bush cannot produce daisies. A hydrangea cannot bloom with sunflowers. When a sunflower is bright and round and full, she is not. 
but she is not made to be. In fact, she is not striving to produce anything. She is only living how she was called to live. The beauty that emerges from her is just a side effect. Perhaps we can think about bearing good fruit as this side effect that comes when we live with the goal of becoming more holy who we were created to be. I fear too often that we focus on large acts of resistance and producing results that we can overlook the other major ways that we engage in resistance every day. In seminary, we talk a lot about our calls to ministry. But callings are not just for pastors. God has put a call on all of our lives, a call not to produce but to be. When we talk about our authentic selves, we are asking the question, who am I in the deep core of my being? Who am I in God's eyes? How can I come alive to the fullness of my creation? My friends, I want us to remember that being who God called us to be is absolutely an act of resistance. Jen gave us a spark of this call last week when she encouraged us to do you full out. <laughs> when you wake up and make a choice to be you to the fullest you can, that is resistance. Resistance is living into your calling to be you in a world that says being you is wrong. Resistance is knowing that you are a rose bush when the world wants to make you produce daisies. Yeah. Yeah. Resistance is leaving behind the twisted theological pressure to produce and following the call to bear fruit. Now again, I don't want us to get caught up in something that sounds nice and forget about the empire at our doorstep, because vines are seen as invasive when they cannot be tamed or controlled. I haven't seen it much in Atlanta, but further up north in the state where I'm from, there is a big problem with kudzu. You have ever seen a thick tangle of vines that overtakes whatever is in its path and can cover buildings with a blanket of greenery? You have likely seen kudzu. Kudzu was brought from her native lands, the United States, to help farmers with their soil problems. Whoever found her saw an opportunity to exploit her for their gain, so they planted her on foreign soil. And she grew. And she grew. And she grew, and Kudzu came alive in the most unlikely circumstances. And suddenly, she was out of their control. She became a nuisance because she was no longer producing what they needed from her. In my seventh grade science class, we were given the task to create a science fair project that solves the problem of Kudzu. Could the leaves be used in food products? Could the vine be used as a tool for binding things together? Is there a most efficient way to stop the plant in its tracks? What can we use to get rid of this menace altogether? As young people, we were conditioned to see unfettered growth as a thing that needs to be put to use for someone else's gain or stopped altogether. But what was the crime of Kudzu? Perhaps in the quest to control the ways in which other people bear fruit, those in power have forgotten that God is the vine grower. The only one who is qualified to prune things from the vine. One scholar says, when God is doing the maintenance, we are assured that new 
while Empire wants to prune with a heavy hand that tears down the whole line, God prunes like a careful gardener to make each branch grow. God helps us trim back parts of ourselves so that new life can come through stronger than before. I don't want to make this sound easy. It is exhausting to fight every day to be who God has called you to be in a world that wants you to conform or produce or in some cases does not want you to exist at all. It can be dangerous to be who you are. Jesus certainly knew this as a brown man living boldly and elevating the poor and marginalized. Knowing as we do that the work of resistance is constant and dangerous and grueling, how are you sustained? How do you make sure that you do not wither? The beauty of this vine image that Jesus gives us is its connectedness. It is a message that you do not have to do this alone. Jesus tells us that if we are connected to him, to the vine, we receive nutrients. We are nourished. We are sustained. We can stretch and reach from our toes to our fingertips, growing into who we were called to be. The other beautiful lesson from this kudzu, our friend kudzu. <laughs> kudzu is so powerful and perceived as so dangerous because she grows in tandem. Branches of kudzu weave together, binding their resilient leaves and bearing good fruit together. This is what Jesus calls the church to be. That's so good. As Jesus has. <laughs> Like my great-grandmother's vegetable garden. 
When you love yourself and bear good fruit, you not only can feed yourself, but you can feed those around you. And you can feed those who will come in the next generations. My beloved church family, whether you are a rose or a daisy or a hydrangea or a sunflower, my hope is that you can come alive however God has called you to be. Free from guilt, free from sin, and free from everything false. Let us each bear good fruit and weave ourselves together like kudzu to create a garden of resistance and hope and love with our lives. For this is how we glorify God and bring the kingdom of God to earth.